What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. This is episode 140, and I am here with Mr. Joe Freak of Freaks. Mackie, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? What's your nickname? Do you have a nickname, or is that did I just give you that nickname? I mean, back in the day, man, people used to call me like Mac Attack and stuff like that. <laughs> That's but, a good one. <laughs> Mac Attack. Yeah. But now it's just Big Joe. And well, I got to hear it all the time from my mom because she's like, oh, I didn't name you Joe. I named you Joseph. And, but anyway, everyone just calls me Big Joe. Yeah, the bodybuilders usually get Big Joe or Big Big, yeah. whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is, whatever the name is. Um, yep. I'm going to show everybody why, and one of the main reasons I want to get you on the podcast, I want to show everybody why I, I called you the Freak of Freaks. For those people okay. who don't, uh, follow Joe Mackey on Instagram. It's And for those listening, it's J Mackey. It's J-M-A-C-K-E-Y 33 underscore IFBB Pro. Um, so looking at your Instagram, this thing went viral, not this particular video, but one of these. Yep. How much is this? Is 900, eight, eight Yeah. It's like eight or five right there. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. Like, yeah. So <clears throat> I have a host of questions. Yep. It looks okay. First of all, that looked easy. Yeah. It, uh, it wasn't easy, man, but it's like, there's, there's definitely some more room in the tank and, um, I'll just, I'll stop there because I know you're gonna ask me some more. But yeah, there's definitely more room in the tank. What's the high? Is this the highest you've gone? That's the highest I've gone, and um, we're going for actually tomorrow. Um, Coach sent me my plan. We're doing eight eight thirty for two reps. Okay. I work with Jailhouse Strong, so he's been doing all my programs, Josh Bryant, and okay. that guy has you know it's it's for one. It's been a lot of fun, you know, and two, you know, I'm kind of doing this in the middle of uh, somewhat starting a prep right now. Yeah. Uh, for the texas pro which is august okay and um so the only power training that i'm doing is for back day and that's yeah. on fridays so we're actually doing 8 30 for two reps tomorrow and then the goal for 900 is to do that i believe he's going to send me that that goal for 900 the next following week so is that your ultimate goal is 900 or are you going to play keep going after like after you hit 900 are you going to go past that that was the ultimate goal when i started i mean you know, and I remember when I first started with him, like 800 was a struggle. Yeah. And, you know, he told me just straight up and, and why, I mean, I get so many questions like, Oh, why are you doing this? And it's like, wow, that's why, my, why, that's why? my question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just like, man, I, I related to like so many different things. It's like, um, I mean, for example, you're a car guy, I'm a car yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, we get a car has 500 horsepower yeah. and it's like, I want a thousand. And, <laughs> Yeah. Like why? But, and it's like, but, but that's different. And I'll tell you why. Okay. You're, you're a professional bodybuilder here. Let me True. show some, let me show people some more of your physique okay. just so All in right. case they don't know you. So right. Joe is a professional bodybuilder with a great physique. And there, the reason people I think would ask you that is they're, they're basically saying, why would you risk it? Because you have right. such a, such a good physique and so much promise. Why would you risk the injury or anything like that? Right. So, I just, and, and that's kind of, see, look, I get it from both, both perspective because I'm, sure. I'm a bodybuilder too. So I understand that mentality of just wanting to get the most out of your body that you possibly can. Right. But, I, but I also understand it from people who aren't in the sport when they watch and they go, well, what about your career? Are you worried you're going to hurt yourself? Blah, blah, blah. So what do you, what do you say to that? Uh, and I try to be very careful with, with how I say that because it's, uh, so whenever I did lift, whenever I did lift 800 for the first time, it was like extremely heavy. Yeah. And 
since I've been working with Josh and we critique like form and just like specific things, like keeping a bar close to your, uh, close to your legs and knowing how to lift the whole nine. Uh, yeah. And another thing we talked about as well too, is I use straps. I don't, I don't go over and under. Yeah. Uh, when you do an over and under grip, it is a higher risk for injury, like, you know, tearing a bicep, bicep or yeah. you know, something like that in that nature. So I do both hands over and I use straps. And I remember at one point I was going to do a meet in my off season. Uh, but of course they didn't allow straps and, yeah. um, you know, I haven't done this type of weight without straps and I haven't, you know, I used to deadlift with over under grip, but I haven't done that in like years. And, you know, I remember talking to Josh about it. He's like, no, you're a bodybuilder first. You know, we're kind of doing this for, you know, fun, old not, or just a PR goal, whatever the case is. Yeah. And the risk for injury, obviously that's a shitload of weight. I get it. So anything can go <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one, you know, wrong tweak. I mean, I, I, I remember one time I heard it in my disc doing 225 bent over rows. Yeah. So yes, you know, something can happen. Anything can happen. Um, yeah. 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 Any given moment. But the the risk for injury in regards to doing an overgrip with straps, um, you know, like I said, I'm not doing meats or nothing like that, is a a lot less. But obviously, like I said, with the weight we're talking about. So am I worried about injury? Um, not necessarily because it's like, you know, I've, I've enjoyed lifting heavy, like since I was in high school yeah. and, and it went on through college. And, you know, even before I started bodybuilding, I was like, I just enjoy being that big, strong guy going to the gym and, you know, benching heavy, squatting heavy, like pressing heavy, deadlifting the whole nine. So it's not like I'm new to like lifting heavy. Like I, I remember doing, I don't know, I think I did 765 deadlift, like when I was in college, but that was just off of just picking weight up and putting it down, not knowing anything about form or nothing like that. So it's just something I've always enjoyed. So am I worried about the risk of injury? I'm going to say no, because it's like, I still haven't picked up a weight yet to where I was like, holy shit, that <laughs> shit was fucking heavy. Like, <laughs> I better stop now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what's and, to say, like with the, with the bodybuilder mentality that we have, What's to say when you get to 900, you're not going to be like, hmm, thousand looks good. Maybe I'll get to a thousand. <laughs> you, know? you know what? I've, I've, I've had that talk with some, uh, some people that are close to me and they, they've already told me like, you're not going to stop at 900. Like, I don't think you, you will know? either. Why would yeah, you? Yeah, we know you, yeah. but <laughs> you know, it's yeah. I, I told myself 900 is a goal and yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm saying that because of course now I need to start doing some more fundamental training in regards to getting ready for, prep of course and and no doubt about it man i it's like i remember going to the gym probably about a couple months ago just walking in and uh johnny was there johnny jackson was there yeah and he walked in and you know johnny and you know branch you know those guys are kind of straight shooters and i just walked in shook his hand said what's up and uh you know he looked at me he's like god damn man like what the fuck are you doing like what are you eating and i was just like dude just you know i'm just eating so what i've noticed is like the the tissue comes on without you even and you notice as well too like back in your prime you left it heavy you went yeah you know you went balls out of stuff like that of yeah, course yeah, and, yeah. and it's like you notice like people notice things before you even notice it and sometimes you don't even notice it until you start taking pictures or you kind of see yourself from a distance in a video or a picture or something like that and you kind of look at it like god damn man like what fuck is that so yeah. um so i'm doing these deadlifts like i said i'm doing these prs pretty much it's like every other week or every two weeks or whatever the case is but i'm still i'm still eating like a bodybuilder yeah seven days a week i'm still doing my cardio um you know i'm still training every other body part besides back 
you know, high volume heavyweights and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so this back day with these PRs and stuff like that, I, I know for a fact that I'm going to stop at 900 because I need to start putting more emphasis on higher volume back training. Yeah. And because whenever going and do these deadlifts for PRs, you know, I'll do deadlifts, I'll do that PR. And honestly, I probably have something else on the workout to do, like some lighter deadlifts and stuff like that. But after I do a PR, man, I'm, I'm toast. I'm, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. And that's all I'm doing for that day for back day. So I know for a fact that, I mean, one of the body parts they bring up is my back. So I was just going to ask um, you that. Yeah. Is that, the, yeah. is that your main focus? Yeah. And it's not even, I, I wouldn't say size, but I, you know, from what I've understood, it's just detail. Okay. So uh, definitely want to need to start incorporating a lot more um, different type of workouts, you know, and like I said, that's what said 900. Once I hit 900, then it's kind of time to start focusing on more detail and, um, you know, going into some different style of training. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, your physique is there. Everything, everything is there. Like everything looks put together. So let's go back a bit. So yep. did, let me ask you this. Did you start deadlifting because, uh, was it because you want to put more size on your back or was it just for fun? And then it turned into this whole thing. Like what was, where did it stem from? It was just for fun. And, yeah. um, you know, when I, when I said, when I started with Josh, um, you know, when I, um, you know, when I did that 800, I wasn't even, I didn't even start working with him at that point. I think yeah, that's yeah. when I had signed with the animal at that point And we did that video and, that, and I went in there for that deadlift. And I didn't even plan on deadlifting that day. Yeah. And uh, I was just doing some stuff just for, you know, cool pictures. Uh, but <laughs> fooling around, deadlifting yeah. pounds. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just worked up to 800. And it, you know, and it made a good video for, yeah. uh, you know, the announcement when I signed with them. But uh, uh, then after that, you know, uh, it was suggested that I, you know, talk to Josh and I talked to Josh. And, and um, you know, we just talked about a couple of different things, not in regards to competing or doing any type of powerlifting shows or anything like that. But um you know he told me just straight up he's like man like for you to like sky's the limit like you're doing 800 pounds like your form is kind of off and stuff like that like you can you can take this as far as you want to take it and i made a personal goal at that point i was like dude i really want to hit 900 pounds and so and you what, go ahead sorry yeah and once i told him that he was like dude it's 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 there like it's done like we'll get you there and so, and honestly speaking, you know, I, I see these posts sometimes. This is why you're doing this part. And I really just want to say because I fucking want to. That's uh, right. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, if it's like, if, if people are looking like for a real reason on why, it's honestly just because I made a personal PR goal. You know, I didn't do this to uh, beat any records. I didn't do this to compare myself to, you know, it's nothing I hear. Oh, like, oh, you're still not writing. I never said I was writing. I'm not one yeah. time going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know i just gotta i gotta say this because i you know i hear this a lot because of various people that i interview and there's always yeah. every single one of us almost every single one of us has something like ian does really heavy deadlifts yeah um you know james does super heavy squats <clears throat> i signed um i signed a young athlete brandon bell who squats and deadlifts like crazy weight bench presses crazy weight Yep. There's always people that say why. And I think people yep. forget sometimes that bodybuilding is not just cerebral. Like it's not just uh, let's put it on paper and make sure everything's perfect. Yep. Sometimes there's emotion that goes into it. And you're just like, you know what? This is fun. This is something I yep. want to do. And maybe it's a risk. Maybe it's not. But if you, it's in your head, you got you to get it out. I mean, that's how right. I think that's how a lot of us started bodybuilding in the first place. Absolutely. We're yeah. like, hey, let's go bench something. Oh, okay. I benched one plate. Okay. Well, maybe I yep. want to, I want to try and bench two plates. Like exactly. the next thing you know, you're 250 pounds. Like exactly. it just, like, yeah. 
that's how yeah. kind of it all starts. And I don't think that ever really goes away. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, man. It kind of goes with territory. It's just like, you know, being uh, coming up in bodybuilding, it's like, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be a big guy. I didn't want to be, um, you know, as a novice, I didn't want to stay as a heavyweight. You know, I wanted to be a head, excuse me, a super heavyweight. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, my first show, I was like 218 pounds and, you know, but I would look at these guys and back then they were competing and I was just like, man, I want to be like a mass monster. Like, yeah. you know, uh, I still want to have a pleasant look at physique, but you know, like, yeah, no doubt about it. I want to walk in the room and turn heads, man. I want to be that guy. And people can be like, wow, like, you know, because dude, I just, I, I mean, because yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. so and, and it's like, and I, like I said, and I understand like the whole meaning in regards to like, you know, the why behind and stuff like that. And honestly, like I said, it's, it was just a personal goal when I first started this yeah. and then with doing it and so many great things have happened from it. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, I didn't do it for attention. I didn't do it to, uh, or this collab or anything like that, but it's a lot of good things that came from me. You know, obviously, you know, Cardillo Belch reached out to me and, you know, I've been, he's, they made me a personalized belt and, you know, That's definitely awesome. want to, yeah. yeah. So it's been cool talking to Steve this whole time. And I was talking to him about his stories and talking to some of the, the legends in the powerlifting game, um, you know, and just talking to those guys. And obviously, like I said, you know, a couple years ago, I did a collaboration with Larry Wills. And I think that was a big part of it as well, too. Cause um, when I went down there to Dubai to, yeah. um, to do a collab with Larry, I was supposed to, uh, actually I did, but I was supposed to uh, uh, pull 837 and I completely failed it. It was, it, it felt like fucking 10,000 pounds when I tried it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was a big part of it was like, you know, failing at something yeah. and then telling myself like, man, like I really dropped the ball with that, you know, collaboration, you know, down there in Dubai. And it, and it wasn't a good idea for me to do it. I had been on a flight for 18 to 20 hours, I came back, went to the room, rested for like five or six hours, then I had to pull 840 pounds. And no probably There's no was way. Not the, yeah, it was not the best idea, but um, let me, so I let felt me, that. Let me uh, interrupt you for one second, because I yeah. don't hear very many people talk about that. We always show power lifters and bodybuilders lifting this crazy weight. Nobody ever talks about the ones they failed. Yeah. So obviously, I think the one you just mentioned has a lot to do with the flight and all that, but Yep. What does that do to you mentally? Is it, are you able to easily rationalize it because you're like, oh, I was flying, blah, blah, blah. Or does it actually hold you back in any way when you come back to that weight at some point? Yeah, I, that's a great question. Um, I remember when I fell the attempt, it fucked me up back. Really? Uh, and I'm not going to say I went to a dark place or nothing like that, but I was just, I was so, like the rest of my time out there in Dubai was not a good time. It was like, because all I kept thinking about was, dude, I can't believe, like I really flew down here and failed Can 800. Yep. Can I ask you, sorry, I just want to, so you flew down there specifically just for that? So I flew down there because I was kind of already known as being a heavy powerlifter or yeah. bodybuilder slash powerlifter, yeah. you know, and I had already kind of surfaced around about me pulling 800 and being strong and deadlifts and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, me and um, um, I was actually a uh, Larry Wills manager. Adam had reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, like, you're definitely one of the strongest bodybuilders that I've seen. And you're, you know, as far as that goes, I think it'd be very great for you to do a collaboration with Larry Wills. Mm. And I had been, and, and it's crazy too, because, you know, Larry actually, even with me being a professional bodybuilder, I would look at Larry's videos, even while I was prepping for a bodybuilder show, because it's just, I, I always like this intensity, you know, it's fire, you know, it's rage when he's lifting and hold on. Yeah. And uh, so when he reached out to me, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, man, let's do it. You know, I like Larry and, you know, seems like a cool guy. And when I went down, it's my first time, you know, actually meeting him. Yeah. So, um, so we set it up and, uh, 
you know, we did this whole thing with gas and uh, doing a collab with Larry down there and went down there. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was basically, yeah, in regards to just going down there and doing a collab with, you know, some power, uh, powerlifting stuff. Cause we actually did a workout, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did a, uh, you know, heavy shoulder presses, of course. Uh, you know, we just did one of Larry's workout down there as far as we were down there. So, but the ultimate goal was to go down there and for me to pull a PR with Larry Wills in Dubai. So yeah, that was the goal of it. Yeah. And I so when you, so when you say you went to a dark place, that kind of strikes me too, because I'm like, you're there just with a buddy. Like you're there with Larry. Like was Larry, mm-hmm. was Larry a friend at this point? Or was he still like somebody looked up to and you were kind of embarrassed or like, why did you go to a dark place? Why wasn't like, what, what is the thought process after that is what I want to know. Like what happens the next day? Are you just beating yourself up about it? Or are you like, yeah embarrassed or are you like i don't know how i fucked that up like what is what is the thought process going forward i wasn't necessarily embarrassed but it was just like um i'm trying to i'm trying to think what i've felt that before and i'm trying to think what it compares to but i want to i want to say it's comparable to something that you felt like you know you were going to win and then you actually lost and uh you you didn't even like pair yourself with how i would feel yeah to uh lose this and then oh, now that you're feeling it yeah, and it's, it just kind of sucks. So, because uh, no doubt about it, when I went down there, you know, because I was already, I, would, I almost would take it. So here's a good comparison. I remember starting off as a bodybuilder. Um, you know, I won my first competition as a novice. Then I went to the next show and I won that show. And then I went to North Americans and I was just like, okay, I've been winning every show. I'm going to yeah. go pro in North Americans. And I went there and I got ninth, 10th place. And that's like, and I was just like, <laughs> you're like, oh fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and at that point, dude, it fucked me up. And I was just like, cause you know, you're just used to winning and, and succeeding and this and this, and then something happens, and it's like, fuck you, like, oh, you're actually not. So that's how I felt whenever I, I, you know, failed that PR, and yeah. it was it was so disturbing to me because, I'm, so, the way you know, I know a lot of people say, hey. You know, when it comes to heavyweight, you know you're not lifting heavy enough if you're not scared of the weight. Okay, sure. so yeah, I've said that, I, but yeah, but I've I get that, Sam. But I personally never have went to a weight to where I was like nervous. But mm-hmm. I can recall being down in there Dubai when I was about to do that weight. I was actually nervous. Yeah. But prior to that, like all these other lifts that I've been doing, it's like it's almost like I'm uh, I'm giving the weight the middle finger or something because it's really? like I'm never nervous. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm just like. I think about it like three days prior to I'm about to do it. And every single time, like I get to the weight, it's like, it's the way I think of it. It's like, I always think how easy am I going to pull this? Or even when I did 885 a couple weeks ago, I thought, shit, maybe I'll try to do two reps instead of one. (laughs) (laughs) So So, uh, how how big is the mental, that's all mental game. Because I'll tell you every, I always tell this story. So people on the podcast probably heard it a million times, but I, whenever I get to 500 on my squat, that's when it starts to fuck with me. And I've never done, I've never done six plates because five plates is my mental block. I just have this like, so, um, but I've always had that mentality where like, I will get to a certain weight where I'm like, Oh fuck. Like this is, this is a lot right for me anyway. But I found that the the guys I know that are power lifters that are really good, have your mentality because I don't remember the guy's name. He, he guest posed that, uh, guest lifted at one of my shows he's a natural power lifter just mm-hmm. like 400 pounds camera resume yep. now anyway he he guest lifted at my show so instead yep. of a guest poser we had him come deadlift uh, right 
and he would pace back and forth yeah. in front of the bar, kind of like somebody was going to get in a fight. <laughs> yeah. So I asked yeah. him, I asked him afterwards, I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, what is that? Like, is that you just getting in a zone? He's like, I literally think I'm going to fight the bar. He's like, and I'm not going to, yeah, he's, he's like, I already know I'm going to lift the weight. I know it's, he said all this shit about like, just kind of knowing already yep. that it was going to go up. Uh, uh, I just 100%. don't, I've never felt that. So it's like, it's, yeah. I don't know how you get yourself into that mindset. hundred percent, man. I, 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 I use so many different methods and uh, I was laughing at one of my, uh, one of my buddies. Cause he actually asked me at one point, he said, dude, I, before you left, I saw you looking over in that direction. And I, he said, I kind of looked over there and it looked like you were standing there, that guy or something. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like did you know him i was like no man i said i just it was at that time it's like you know because the 100 is mental and you yeah. can take your mind to wherever you want to go and it's like you know it's what like what were you what were you doing you're like that guy's I mean, it's just me. like i mean for example it's like you know a couple years ago someone stole my truck right and <laughs> <laughs> okay go on i want to know i want to hear this <laughs> yeah so it's like i i have so many different things i can use so it's just like have you ever seen a movie the program yeah yeah. Okay. So it's like that the linebacker on there that yeah. just talks shit to the the quarterback and the running back. Yeah. So it's like I can look over at somebody and this is just one of the many, and I can just think, oh, okay. So you're the one that stole my Escalade, huh? Does <laughs> <laughs> that work? And, uh, is that is that get you? Is it get you? Oh yeah, it works. Yeah. Really? It's like you know, and I can just kind of like follow it up, and I'll just kind of you know look at them like, okay, like all right, I got your ass, and you know, then I go to the weight act like the weight is him. That's but right. kind of like what that pilot said is um, every single PR that I have done I already, I 100% already know I'm going to do it. It's never been zero doubt. It's never been, you know, any type of like fear or anything like that. It, it's literally like uh, when I get to that bar and that's what people say all the time. Cause even when I did 885, they're just like, dude, you made 885 look yeah. easier than 870. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, because um, I kind of know where my, my mind went when it came to that. And, like, I have literally three to four days to get ready for that PR because my coach sends it to me, like, four days ahead of time. Yeah. So when I get to the gym, and and everybody knows when I get to the gym, because when I get to the gym, it's like, especially when I'm doing PRs, like, if you're my boy, if you're my friend, whatever, family, it's like, no one talks to me. Like, no one comes up and, you know, once I put my headphones on and, you know, it's none of that, uh, Yep. You know, coming up, shaking my hand or whatever case. So I would say I acknowledge people. I'm, you know, I'm not an asshole or nothing like that, but it's hey, just yeah, like, you know, yeah, once I'm at that place, you know, I'm in that place until it's over and done with. Then once I lift it, then it's just like I'm laughing, goofing around and, you know, chilling, having a good time. But it's like, I, yeah, 100%, it is 1 million percent mental. And uh, it, it, it goes a long, long way for sure. I think that's a really, really big talent that if you could teach that, you'd be a millionaire because mm -hmm. I think having control of your emotions is a big deal. Right. Yep. But, oh, not, yeah. but not just people, when people think of controlling your emotions, you're like, well, don't fly off the handle or don't yep. cry or don't. That's not what I mean. I mean, when you can control your emotions to the point where you can, like you said, ball it up into a ball of energy and yep. actually direct it into a lift. Right. That's like, that's, yep. that's something special. Like I've never been able to do that. My shit. Like I get emotional when I lift. I think about right. maybe previous show I lost or somebody yep. beat me at a show or something like that, but right. it's different than what you're talking about. You're like, yeah, yeah. You got like yeah. that Mike, Michael Jordan shit where you're like, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Cause even, you know, and it's not just, um, it's not just deadlifts. Cause it's just like, you know, I'll, um, 
you know, for example, I don't bench anymore because when I when I bench press, I had a bad injury back in 2000, I want to say 2013 or 14, but I tore back, my tendon. Back uh, there? Yeah, it was, actually, it wasn't the muscle, but the tendon came off the bone. Okay. And they had to go back in and reattach. So I don't do any barbell benching anymore, but I do okay. do uh, heavy dumbbells. So, you know, and I'll do videos of like, um, you know, last week I did a video of doing the 160s and I was like, you know, smiling, laughing, you know, having a good time, you know, repping out some 160s, whatever the case is. But yeah. obviously if I go to the 180s or 190s or 200s, then it's like, it's it's no smiling, it's no laughing because it's like, you know, I got to I gotta take my mind to a certain place because yeah. we're dealing with some serious weight here. There's nothing to play with. Um, but it's, it is for sure. Just like, you know, where, whenever I'm lifting anything heavy, was it the top set or, you know, something I'm doing for reps or whatever the case is like, you're, I, I'm definitely going to, I always have to get into that mindset of, you know, just going to that certain place, like every, every workout. And even when it comes to, uh, you know, even when it comes to prep, I, I would say that mindset is like there, I would say just about like every heavy workout because i'll do like heavy legs on monday heavy chest and shoulders on tuesday i'll start doing heavy back on wednesday instead of friday when i start doing prep and then yeah. thursday off friday another leg day but those three to four days out the week where it's extremely heavy like i'm not a lot i'm a different person because yeah, yeah. you know I'm, once i get to the gym it's like I'm, I'm immediately already in that place mentally yeah. and like right now it's kind of like, you know, I'll go to the gym now. Actually, you know, I'm a lot more social and talk and, you know, I'll probably take a little bit longer break or whatever the case is because, you know, we're kind of coasting a little bit, you know, just yeah. being so far from the show, of course, and, you know, somewhat being at a decent physique right now. And, but once it really, like, you know, I would, I, and you know about this as well too, like once that switch turns on, yeah. then, you know, it's like game on at that point, every single time I go to the gym. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's part of the reason that bodybuilders get a bad rap because yeah. I was always like that in the prime of my career. I would, I was very stone faced in the gym. Right. And I probably gave people looks like you did <laughs> just yeah. to get myself psyched up, not to like, not because I was oh, actually yeah. mad, but those people take that home and they're like, that guy's an asshole. So like no, that, tell me about it, that yeah. guy you were staring at, was probably like, what the fuck is wrong with Joe? Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, but when it, that happened too, cause it's like, um, I remember when I was, I was actually about to do a PR and this guy comes up to me and I had my headphones on and he, um, yeah. He tossed me on my shoulder uh, while I had my headphones on. And uh, and I felt so bad because uh, he tossed me on my shoulder and I just gave him the finger and I just did like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of looked away and I looked back and he was just standing there like, like, what did I do? Yeah. And I took my headphones off. I said, hey, man, I said, I'll talk to you whenever I finish up. And he was yeah. like, okay. Um, but I didn't think about it anymore after that. And I remember I did the PR. And this was actually the last, I think it was the last PR that I did. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And... Um, Buddy comes up to me and he was like, hey, um, you need to go talk to that person because he walked off and he looked extremely sad, man. And I was like, oh shit, man, like, where's he yeah, at? Yeah. And I went and talked to him and uh, and I, and people that, you know, obviously, like I said, people will, you know, stereotype you and make, you know, just tell you all the time as far as the opinions they have of other people and stuff like that. But anyone that personally knows me knows it's like, look, man, I, I'm, I'm just as goofy as they come, man. I like to laugh, joke around the whole nine. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I, some people will see my list and be like, oh man, that guy's hardcore or this or this. And it's like, yeah, when I when I'm in a gym and I'm doing certain things, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm in and out and I live heavy, I live hard, I live intense. Uh, but outside of that, man, it's like I have a good time just like anybody else does. So, yeah. you know, yeah. went over there to that guy and I, I apologized to him and you know, shook his hand. We took pictures and now I see him in the gym just about every day and he comes over there to me and 
and talks to me actually kind of you know talks to me every time now and you know <laughs> <laughs> no i you know but you know what's funny is people meet bodybuilders at the most inopportune times yeah because in the gym you know usually if you're prepping for eight to 12 weeks or whatever it is or if you're in the gym even in the off season a serious lift you kind of go in with a serious mindset so you're not yep. as friendly as you want to be i mean some right. people some people can do it like i've talked to james and james will be like you know he can laugh between sets and then yep. do a super heavy set I yeah. know, i'm like when i go in the gym it's like on and then when i leave the gym it's off it's Same. not like there's no in between yep. and yep. um the other time they meet, meet bodybuilders usually at an expo Right. It's like somebody's dieting for a show or something and you're all drained and you're fucking tired. Yep. And you have to, so it's like, I don't feel like people ever get to meet bodybuilders at like their normal time where they're like, right, I agree. where they're yep. just like them, themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it, I agree. It, it gets hard because you get a stereotype and then, you know, it's hard to break that stereotype for most of us. So, yeah. And I'm, and I'm like that too, but it's like, if I had a workout partner that, that, uh, that would laugh in between sets or something like that, like he, he would, like if I was, if that switch was on, yeah. Like he would get that look from me, like, dude, what is funny while we were training? Like, what's funny that you like? it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny how we're all we're all so much alike. Eh? I have a so I train with Paul. A lot, a lot of guys know Paul from the podcast, yeah. and, and Paul feeds off me. So we go in, I flip the switch, yeah. he flips the switch, we go to work. Right. But sometimes we'll add a third person, and and <laughs> and, the, and the third person doesn't know the dynamic. So the third yeah. person will start talking between sets. And then yep. Paul, Paul's too nice. So Paul would just yeah. start, start talking to the guy. And I'm yeah, like, you're like me. I'm like, hey, I'm like, are we fucking training? Or, are we training? Or are we yeah. having coffee? Like, what the fuck is going on? So then everybody's yep. like back in line, right? So I just. Same, we, we are identical. I, I, same thing. I have a, a workout partner, which is it's three of us now. It's me and two other guys. And, uh, and they understand me. And actually, they, they're actually my, my spokespeople now because it's like, you know, someone comes over. I see them and I'll have my headphones on. And I'll have, they'll, you know, someone outside of us three will come over and start talking to them and they'll just be like, Hey, like, no, no, like that's hilarious. You know, you know how funny yeah. that is for, yeah. for, so I've been training with Paul for like 15 years uh, and he was always my like, sorry guy. So yeah. like, so it was yeah. like, so like I'd be dieting for a show and like yeah. walking through the gym, just like in my own zone. Yeah. And if somebody like, if I have headphones on, you know, somebody tries to talk to you and you don't hear me, you have yeah. your headphones. I just keep walking. Yeah, well, Paul was always behind me, apologizing to everybody for me. I know, me. same, same thing. But <laughs> it's like I gotta, I gotta hear just about every, not every workout, but it's like now, obviously, go to the same gym all the time and go to destination yeah. and train, and you yeah. know, for the most part. Um, and it's so funny, man, because it's just like the the dynamic, you know. Because I had someone come up to me like, "Man, your energy, depending on if you're like this, or like that, it's just so obvious." Yeah, and like you know, people know like when you come to gym, like if like you know, hey, should I go up and dab Joe or should I just like look yeah. at him from a distance or, yeah, 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 you know, know. <laughs> or even, you know, even if I look at him from a distance, should I wave at him or is he just kind of look at me? Or... <laughs> is that, is that mean? Like I don't, when I, when I, like when people tell me, I'm like, cause I'm the same way. People are like, yeah. dude, you cannot hide your feelings. I know, yeah. People can just tell if you're pissed, they yep. can tell from like a mile away. So same, yeah. Is that, same. is that, do we both need to be better people? Like, is that bad? So I'm like, man, I think about that. Sometimes. Know, I'm like, I don't want people to be scared of me. Like, I, and I don't, I don't either. And it's like, that's why I like, I don't know. It's like, I, I just put, I just made this post just now. It's like, it's, it's, it's hilarious, man. I just, it's a post with, uh, you know, um, me trying to get into the damn smart car. So it's like, um, 
if anything, but I almost like for people to see like just different sides of me. It's like, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore with it. You know, I train heavy, I train hard. I know I'm intense when I get to that certain point or whatever the case is, but you know, there's different sides of me as well too. And it's like, you know what, here's an example right here. So it's like, you're not going to you know, get I'm this goofy. car. Right? I, yeah. Yeah. I'm moving <laughs> a fuck when I want to be. So it's just like, you know, uh, if, it's like, if someone hung around me for a week, you know, cause it's like, uh, my nephew, for example, my, my nephew's been, you know, living with me for like the last year now. And, uh, you know, he's a uh, completely opposite of me. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> did you ask for this just for the video or did you? <laughs> Dude, I, I've been trying to do this game for the longest. I needed to find, trying to find someone who had a smart car and this lady at the gym had one. Is and, there... uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's her car. Us, uh, oh, I see. Okay. Nah, not that lady. It was actually a, it's actually an older lady that's, uh, yeah. competing, um, in July. She's, I think she's like 60 or 70 years old, but she does, uh, wellness but anyway that was her Sorry, go on about uh, go on about your nephew i apologize so uh he is um i, I would say all the time like him and i should have a talk show because he's very soft-spoken um you know he's um uh, just very um uh, i'm not gonna say timid or anything like that but just just complete opposite of me um you know because i'll you know we can be somewhere and you know and I'm, and at the end of the day, it's like, look, I'm the most, you know, I'm a businessman, I'm respectful, you know, yeah. and obviously just like yourself, you know, respect, get yeah. your respect, the whole nine, whatever the case is. And it's just yeah. like, you know, but if it comes down to like, you know, situations where like someone's saying something crazy or saying something stupid, and it's just like, dude, what? Like, you know, and it's yeah. just like, we just never want to go to that. I'm not gonna say to that person because obviously, you know, not over here doing stupid stuff or nothing like that, but compared to my nephew, you know, he can come in and tell me a story that, hey, uncle, I, uh, you know, I was at the store and, um, you know, some some guy, you know, walked in front of me and stepped on my shoe and put his groceries in front of mine and just turned around and looked at me and said, what are you going to do? And, and he was like, you know, not, but that's, I'm, 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 I'm being like, that's, that yeah. didn't happen, of course, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, just an example, but yeah. and I was like, Alice, what did you do? And he's like, oh, nothing. I'm just, Alice, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but, yeah, you know, yeah. but obviously in that situation, vice versa, it'd be like, dude, like, what are you, like, what are you doing? You just stepped on my shoe and you put your groceries in front of mine? Like, what the fuck yeah, are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Um, so, in regards to, do we need to be better people? You know, I mean, that's just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a hard question because it's just like, the way I think, the way I teach my nephew, just especially because I, I saw a post of yours that you wrote, and especially with with the things that are, I would just say the way society is these days, because I've even seen it so much, you know, with other people, myself, um, and I was just talking to a good friend of mine who's, um, he's an ex-retired NFL player, mm -hmm. and he was telling me about his daughter, she's making all these accomplishments, and, you know, she's on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and she's like in high school, and he was just asking me, he's just like, man, like, like, why are people saying all these things and saying this and saying that? And I was telling my nephew the same thing because uh, he he looks at things now and he'll yeah. say, "Oh, uncle, I want to you know I want to be like you. I want to do this. I want to do that." And I'm like, "Well, first of all, nephew, it wasn't always like this. And yeah. number two, you know, it was it was a struggle before it came to just the stuff you see now. Like, you know, obviously people see stuff now and they think, okay, that's how it's always been, and it wasn't." Yeah. Uh, but another thing I was telling him is like, and the way I see things right now, even when I've been, you know, whether I'm prepping for a show or whether I'm doing these PRs with deadlifts or just anything that 
I'm doing something that makes me happy or that I enjoy, there's going to be someone who finds something negative with it or says something. Always. And I told him, I was just like, dude, you really have to have thick skin these days because the way things are, I don't know, I'm just going to say going now, was it's been happening for years now, or maybe I'm just now seeing a lot of it. And I've seen it obviously with everything. I've seen it in bodybuilding. I've seen it in powerlifting. I've seen it in sports. I've seen it in yeah. this and this. I could just see something great that somebody does and I'll just go read the comments and you'll have just someone or just mass majority of people instead of, you know, giving a hand clap or respecting it or whatever the case is saying stupidity or yeah. negative yeah. shit. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand it. Cause I've never been that person was, or I think, someone doing something is the dumbest shit that I've ever seen. Yeah. I've never took time out of my day to go and write a comment and say, this is stupid, man. Like, like this is I, retarded. Or I just, like, I, I just, I just scroll past it. I'm like, I don't yeah. understand that either. Right. But I think, exactly, yeah. I think you're probably noticing it now though, because you're getting, you're getting more popular. And I think the more popular you get, the more it's like the more people support you, which is awesome. <clears throat> but there's also the more people that are like just gonna write dumb shit and videos yeah. and whatever yeah. right so yeah yeah and that's you know and it, and it happens I'll, I'll just tell him that as far as it goes to where it's just like you know um it's 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 just how things are you know when it comes to a lot of different things and i said especially if you're in the public eye you know if you're wanting to do this or wanting to do that just be prepared man and it's just one of those things where it's just like you know, that's why I put on a lot of my posts now. It's like, man, at the end of the day, yeah, people just do what makes you happy. And really all that matters is, you know, your circle of people and, you know, you're going to have these people and, you know, try to describe you as if you're this person or that person. And you'll have, you know, just, you'll just have all these people putting you into a place that you didn't even ask for that or that didn't even come out of your mouth, yeah, but yeah. it's just the way, you know, society is and stuff like that. And you just really have to, you know, just, just be headstrong, man. And, you know, and even the most headstrong person, man, can see something and, and read something or whatever the case is. And it still, you know, gets yeah. you a little bit, but yeah, yeah. It, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's just how it is. So in other words, in regards to, do we need to be better people? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I like it the way I, I like, I, am, I like myself the way I am. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but listen, go, I want to go back a bit because you mentioned that it wasn't always as easy as it is now, or it wasn't always as glamorous as it is as, as it is now. So, tell me a bit a bit about yourself. So, where are you from? First, let's start there. Where, what state are you in? Are you in I'm Texas? in uh, Dallas. Yeah, I'm in yeah. Texas. Were yeah. you always yeah, were you born there? Yeah, born and raised here. Okay. What yeah. do you have? A big family, small family? What kind of? How big is your family? Um, you from? Yeah, I have an older brother, and he's two years older than I am. So, I grew up in a city called uh, Mesquite, Texas, and uh, and you know, and we grew up in a normal household. You know, my parents are still together. They've been together, I want to say 50 plus years still now to this day. That's awesome. Um, you know, living in an average um, income household, you know, and we had everything that we needed when we grew up as kids, yeah. you know, as far as that goes. Um, you know, in middle school, elementary, middle school, high school, did good in school. My parents thought actually I was going to be like the next uh, lawyer or doctor in the family because my uncle's a doctor. Did you enjoy and academics? Did you like enjoy school? I did, yeah. Yeah, really, actually yeah? I did. And it was, it was, and I say another thing, man, I always used to, uh, I was, I've always been like super competitive ever yeah. since like elementary. So even at, like, you know, at, at sports or even at schools, like getting grades uh, and stuff. Yeah. Every, everything. Cause back then, you know, as a kid, the cool thing to do was make good grades. So was it, you know, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that didn't happen to my house. <laughs> <laughs> at, at 
least at least in the circle. Like I had I had yeah. three close friends, and all name was like it was Shaylin, Victor, Ricky, uh, another guy named Brandon. But we were all good friends, and you know, and at the end of um, everything, you know, we would uh, compare report cards and really? see who made the best grade. Yeah, I never yeah, fucking so. did that ever. <laughs> I get my report card, I hide that shit. I'd be like, oh no, nobody sees this. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. That's such a so, whole, that's such a wholesome thing. I wouldn't not have expected to hear that. So yeah, it's like that. That's what we did, and um, that was through um, elementary, middle school, and about mm, ninth grade. The cool thing to do at that point was to you know be good in sports. Yeah. So um, and and to be strong and yeah. fast. So obviously, you know, I still my my grades went from you know A to B to C's, B's and C's and stuff like that. Yeah. And my attention went more into you know working out. Uh, football the whole nine and stuff like that and i played football uh all the way from elementary school were, you, football big, to were you a big kid like were you were you big i was high? not i was so, i was not and how tall you know, are you I, Joe? I, I, i'm 38 years old right now no, so no, how, how, how tall are you uh man in bodybuildings i'm five six but in real life five ten and a half <laughs> what the fuck does that mean <laughs> <laughs> you know bodybuilders man it's just like you know i'll say i'm like shorter as a bodybuilder but you know but no in real life i'm actually i'm actually five ten five ten and a half oh i thought you were tall i thought you were taller than that so no it's actually um you know and i people think i'm lying all the time man, but when i take my shoes off it's you know people think i'm six foot and above but it's actually i've done the measurement still to this day i actually measured myself like a few weeks ago and i'm five ten and actually five ten and three quarters so you were a smaller guy, grade nine, yeah. ten, like through high school. Did you? When did you start put, to put on the mess? Yeah, I was a smaller guy, and um, and I say this, okay. So I was a small guy, and I would say as a little kid, I was not going to be all big as a kid in pee wee football. Yeah. But even as pee wee football, it's like I would say, like I still had that like mentality. I was so skinny, but I loved to hit. Like I, I would, yeah. I was not afraid to like you know like put my shoulder down and you know and they would like even though. Else. Yeah, lights went up, man. It's like I was that kid back then. In middle school, I was that kid. In high school, I was still that kid. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't a big guy. But when it came to practice, you know, people would look at me as like the threat. Like, oh, I don't want to go head up with Joe, you know, because he, you know, he's just a little crazy or whatever. You know, like, you know, <laughs> he likes to hit. So, yeah. uh, but um, in high school, I know I graduated high school. I was like 185 pounds, 180 okay. pounds. Okay. Yeah. And I went to college. And I tell you, I've, I've said this many times, but I went to college, went to Angelo State University. What'd you take uh, when in I college? Heard, what was your major? I, I don't even think I got that far, man. Like, I, I did you finish or no? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah college I, I, was 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 not for me, man. I remember going to classes. I, I can't even. I probably count on hand. I mean, times I actually went to classes and didn't fall asleep. So, can we, can we uh, talk about that for a minute? Because I had a similar experience. So, yeah, what was it about college? Did what, did you like anything about college? No, nothing. No, I'm not gonna say nothing. I mean, because I went to Angelo State, and I'm, I'm living in Dallas, yeah. so San Angelo is a real country. Yeah. Uh, so I can't necessarily say I like being away from my family or parents because I was out there, and and actually the thing that I did like my favorite cousin was out there, so that's the reason I went to that school because he was there, yeah. and I got to stuff it, and um, so we were there together. So obviously we had a good time being out there with my favorite cousin. But as far as uh, being out there and going to school and liking it out there. I can't really think of any, like, I, I don't have anything in my mind that says, man, I really missed this when I was in San Angelo going See, to school. You know, that's strange to me is because you say as a, as a younger kid, you had such a passion for like getting good grades yep. and fast forward to college. And now you're like, I don't even like it. So what is it that you didn't mm -hmm. like about it? Was it the, 
crowds of people? Was it just sitting through class? Was it like, what was it that you didn't like? I would just say, um, you know, my mom always said, even when I was in high school that I've had like that, like uh, she always called me like, um, like that old man blood is what she said about me. Like, what is that? you know, kind of like, a, I guess like being ahead of my, my thinking okay. uh, at such okay. a young age. Yeah. Yeah. So even at college, I would go to school and I would just be like, man, like, why am I, why am I learning this shit? Like, what does this have to do with, you know, like yeah. if I want to be a, you know, engineer, like, why am I learning? Uh, like, why am I reading a book about, you know, Shakespeare yeah. or something like that? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just couldn't understand. Obviously, you know, when you go to college, you have to take your basics and do this and do that. Um, and I just couldn't understand, like, like, why am I doing this right now instead of doing that over there that's actually going to give me the skill and, and the, the the knowledge that I need for that, you know, like, how did, and other words, long story short, and it's not to persuade anyone not to go to college, but I just found a lot of the times that I was in class, I just felt like it was a waste of time. Okay. And I just didn't understand it um, while I was learning these things when it had nothing to do with what I really wanted to do. Um, but you, I would say that's the... That's the you, sorry, were ahead. you bodybuilding yeah. in college or were you not bodybuilding yet? No, I wasn't bodybuilding. Uh, but when I went to, and that's the same thing with high school, because even in high school, we used to have these lift off, like uh, in footballs, so but we used to have um, bench, uh, squats, and uh, something else. But we would basically just do... Um, PRs on who was the best at whatever, you know, when it came to bench squat, it was something else. It wasn't that little. But were I know you, winning, were you winning those? Were you winning no, because little... uh, we, you know, we had those, those linemen, man. And, and yeah. but even at that point, I, I wanted to be stronger than linemen. And, uh, but I never recall winning or being at the top. I knew I was like strong at that point because I would like beat other people. Like I was running backs, so I would beat all the other running backs, but I was trying to like beat you know, like the whole team. The 300, 300 pound lineman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just what happened. So, yeah. um, but you know, when I went to college, I, um, I, I was working out a lot out there and I actually had a, a workout partner out there. His name was, uh, Ryan, his name was Ryan Christian. Mm -hmm. Uh, used to call him Ryan, Rhino. And, mm -hmm. um, and we started working out a lot and he was actually like a, a pretty big guy, you know, pretty shredded and stuff like that in college. And uh, I actually looked up to him because he was actually bigger than I was. He was in his 200s and I was like 180 something at that point. Yeah. And um, and I tell people this story all the time. Man. It's like I've been natural, you know, all the way from, you know, high school to college and the whole nine. And I'll tell someone just straight up whenever I started doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. But in college, I was natural. And I went there when 185. And another thing as well, too, it's like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I've never been a type to really ask for favors or anything like that. And when I went to college, I was broke, like, you know, and I didn't want to call my parents and ask them for money. I did it a couple of times, not gonna lie, but you know, when you're in college, you're not working, like that money just goes so quick. You got to buy books, this, especially if you're not there on a scholarship or grants or loans or whatever the case is. Yeah. So I, I, I worked, I got a job to work part-time and then go to school. And I remember I worked a job at a Hollywood video as a cashier. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was over there, you know, just being a cashier at that place. And, and I was still trying to go to class and, you know, working and working out and the whole nine. And, uh, uh, I was, I was working out. I started thinking like, man, I need to work somewhere where it kind of benefits me a little bit more. So I got a job at GNC. That's right. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So I started working for GNC. And I remember there's all of these, uh, I remember working there and that's when this, the product muscle milk came out. I remember it's crazy too, because muscle milk came out and they were like, oh yeah, take muscle milk, that's steroids and protein. So, 
<laughs> that was the rumor back then with muscle build. It's like, hey, muscle build is like steroids. So, oh, you know, yeah. And I, you Imagine know, it was I that it, easy. So. You could just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought a shitload. Of, like every check, man, I was just getting muscle milk. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I would get that. And then I would take that mass gainer. And it was also some hot product out there. And I think that's when like pro hormones were out back then as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I got protein, like jugs of protein. Uh, the newest, actually, you know what? It was, it was a bottle called One Cycle, All Cycle is what it was called. And uh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good marketing. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was like, all right, cool. And uh, I remember taking that and I got creatine. And I was just taking this stuff and I was just eating like, you know, like I said, I didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. So I remember I was, like I said, 180 pounds and I would go to the store. I would buy hot dogs. I would buy TV dinners. I would buy, you know, noodles. I would buy, yeah. just, you know, bread, deli yep. meat, the whole nine. Yep. I would just eat anything and everything that I could. And um, I was taking creatine just nonstop. I mean, I had the pills and it supposedly you're like, supposed to take three pills before you work out, three pills after. I mean, I was taking like six pills in the morning, six pills before I worked out, six pills after, you know, because I just had this unlimited supply of creatine. And yeah. I was just eating, training, and lifting heavy with my workout partner. And my weight was literally going up every week, like literally like five to eight pounds every week. And um, I want to ask know, you, I want to, I want to ask you before you yep. go on yep. and, and just so quickly, how fat did you get in that period? So you were 185, say by yep. the time you were done college or whatever, a couple of years later, how heavy were you? And was it sloppy or was it like bodybuilding fat? It was actually, uh, uh, like mass actually, uh, I'm not, I know I'm not gonna lie. You said I had six pack ass, but I know I did it, yeah. but we got you know, some lines. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was like, yeah. um, you know, I was still, you know, I could see some, some veins in my arms, you know, yeah, still yeah. getting up to the weight. But I remember coming home after either a year or a semester, and it was for Christmas break, and I was uh, I was 240 pounds. And, you know, and I didn't think much of it, but I just remember <laughs> it was the Christmas break holidays, and I walked in the house, and all my family was there. And it's like the room just stopped. And I walked in, and they were just like, holy shit, Joe, like, who? Like, what happened? Yeah, I was just like, what? And, you know, because I didn't think much of it. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. But everyone just looked at me and I was just like, oh, shit, man. And it's crazy because I never told you this, but my older brother, which is two years older than me, he was always the, the quickest, the strongest, you know, uh, just the okay. athlete. And people used to think I was adopted because I was just like so skinny and, you know, <laughs> slow or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's Speedy Gonzalez over here and strong and ripped up and 60 can eat burritos and still have eight pack abs and yeah. stuff like that. So. Um, but he was always stronger than I was. And, um, I remember, and this just goes to show you like the whole mental part of it. I remember they, um, they were like, man, you should arm wrestle your brother now and see who's stronger. And I was like, all right, let's go. And my brother's like, oh man, come on. You can't beat me. Like you put that, put that weight on. Like you still, you know, little Joe to me. And I was yeah. like, all right. Yeah. And I remember I went to the bathroom and back to that mental part, but I literally went to the bathroom and I psyched myself up for like two minutes, just being like, I <laughs> looked the arm, in the mirror. I was like, right. Yeah, I was like, man, I was like, this is this this is your time, Joe. Like, you know, show everybody what's up and this and this. And you know, I went back out there, serious face, like just ready. And we warm wrestling, I beat him. And um yeah, and it's kind of a big deal because it's just like, you know, I, I feel like I kind of messed him up a little bit too, you know, because yeah. uh, just been, I mean, our whole life, you know, always just been stronger than me and stuff like that. Now little brother's coming back, but yeah. yeah, I was, I was all natural at that point, you know, and I tell people all the time, all the time as well too, like I was natural around 245, 250. And, you know, first thing I ever took was, 
you know, just a small amount of tests, whatever the case is. I went yeah. from 250 and I was now, then I was fat. I went up from 250 to 310 pounds pretty, pretty down fat pretty quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a couple of good things, probably a couple of things I want to say about that. So yep. I come, I'm the youngest of five siblings. I have yep. th three older brothers. Right. And my oldest brother above me is 12 years older. <clears throat> so I have the same kind of like, you're the younger brother yep. fucking shit right. going on. I remember a period where like I started bouncing because I kind of did oh, yeah. every, I kind of did everything he did. Like he played football. I did the same thing. I yep. played football. He bounced for a little while. I bounced for a little mm -hmm. while. Right. It was, it was around the time I first started bouncing and we wrestled on his front lawn one night. He came, <laughs> yep. he came home. We were living together. He came home drunk and yep. I came home from work. Yep. <laughs> we, were, we were wrestling yep. on the front lawn. It was the first right. time I, first time I beat him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's changed motherfucker. I'm yep. like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than you are now. <laughs> so Fuck yeah. But I wonder sometimes if like that, I always think about this. I'm, I'm big into the mental aspect of shit. Yep. I wonder sometimes if like having that, like you said, your older brother was bigger, stronger, faster, whatever. Yep. Is that, and now we've taken it to an extreme. We're like, yeah. we're like, fuck you. I'm going to be bigger than you are. Exactly. I'm going to be so much bigger than you are that you can't even fucking compare. Yep. Right. So it's like, is that like a trigger that like, you know what I mean? Like you've taken it yeah. so far because of that, that growing up that way. I want to say, yeah, because, you know, my brother, he, um, you know, he was a big guy. He bodybuilded as well for a little bit. And, you know, I, when he kind of started bodybuilding, I was already uh, somewhat bodybuilding and, and uh, doing some stuff in regards to that. And he actually came to me, wanted to get some knowledge on bodybuilding, <coughs> bodybuilding, you know, supplementation and stuff like that. And I was That's able great. to, you know, uh, teach him some stuff in regards to those things. But how, good, uh, how good does that feel when your older brother comes to you and he's like, hey, can you teach me how to get big? It's pretty fucking awesome. And not only that, like, I remember he, he called me crazy so many times, but we would do legs and, you know, I got taught how to do legs the hard way just from some older guys that were my mentors in the gym and they kicked my ass the first time yeah. I did legs with them. And it was just like the hardest leg they ever did. But I remember training legs at that point from then on. And I remember when my brother would come in and want to work out with me and we would do legs and I would, I wouldn't see my brother for weeks after that, after doing legs. <laughs> <laughs> And he was I've, I've, experienced, like the, I've yeah. experienced that too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like at that point, man, it's just like, you know, I, like I said, it felt good, you know, because it was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, and, and that's and that's just another thing too. It's like, I, I didn't get big and strong because I was always in the shadow of my brother as a little kid, but it just, it just happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like with everything else, you know, because um, I guess it goes back to that why or whatever the case is like, hey, why'd you start bodybuilding or why'd you start lifting heavy or why'd you start doing this or why'd you start doing that? And it's just, man, it just kind of fell in place. And, you know, and the why in regards to lifting heavy and this and this, I mean, that's been there since I was in middle school. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just that competitive nature with this or that. And even now with lifting heavy, the whole nine, it was never really, uh, and I'm not going to, actually, you know what, I'll be honest with you. Because when I, when it came to deadlift, you know, I did hear about, you know, Stan Efren. Um, and I, I think to be the original guy, you have to do a, a meet or something like that. But I just remember hearing that number, like, hey, what's the heaviest that someone's been lifted as a pro? And it's 837. Yeah. And I, I'm not a lot of, yeah, I was definitely determined to uh, beat that number when that's I first good. started. We all, we all need benchmarks, man. That's how we that's how we get better. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of times you see people deadlifting like six, seven, eight plates online all the time now. And I'm like, yep. I don't remember that from when I was coming up. But I think it's a right. product. I think it's a product of social media because when you see somebody else do it, you're like, "Well, maybe it's possible then." And then it makes you try to get there. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't think we had that as much when you couldn't see all the other guys doing it. Right. So <clears throat> that's a major factor. But I want to go back to 
why did you decide to start your first cycle? I don't want to get into gear too much. Yep. I'm just curious because okay. you said you started and you went to like 300 pounds. Yep. So what was that trigger? Did you decide you want to compete? Did you decide you want to just get bigger? Like what was it that made you start? Yeah, sorry. It's um, okay. You got a call coming in. No, it was a low battery, 20%. So should be All good. Right, we'll, we'll clear it. We'll, we won't go, go on too much longer, but I just want okay. to ask. Uh, so I was in the gym and I was actually working for 24 hour fitness at the time. And um, that goes back to like when I said those guys put me through a workout, but I remember it was like three or four just humongous guys at the time. I thought they were humongous and I was, you know, just coming home from college and, you know, being, you know, 240 pounds at that at that point. But I would see these guys work out in the evening and just think like, my gosh, like look at those freaks over there. Mm -hmm. And I was known as the big guy that worked there as an employee. So I remember, you know, 24 hour fitness had made this new rule to where no gym members could have gym bags on the floor. Yeah. And the manager came to me and they said, Hey, Joe, like, we want you to go over there and tell those four big guys over there to take their shit and go put it in the locker room. And I'm just like, Holy fuck, man. Like, what? Like, yeah. I'm not going to go do that. They're going to crush me, man. <laughs> and, uh, um, but sure enough, man, I went over there and I went up, walked up to a guy and I still talk to these guys still to this day and, uh, still real good friends of mine. And I went up to him and I said, Hey guys, like, I was just told that you guys all have to take your gym bags and go put them in the locker. And, uh, and they were so cool, man. They were so nice. They were just like, what's your name? And I was like, I'm Joe. And they were just like, hey, Joe, like, you can go tell your manager politely. And they were like, you're cool, but just go tell your manager politely, like, they can really shove it up your ass. And I was just like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not going to go tell them that, man. But, you know, but you know what? We talked for about 10 minutes and, and they were so cool and so nice. And they ended up taking their bags uh, to the locker. And um, when they were leaving, they came up to me and they're like, hey, what's your name? And, you know, introduced myself. And they actually invited me to work out with them, you know, yeah. the next following week. Yeah. And um, obviously, the next time we worked out, the question was like, you know, are you natural? This and this. I'm like, yeah, I'm natural. And never took anything or nothing like this. And they were like, like, this, like how old are you? I was just like 19. And they're like, what? Like, you're 19 at this weight? And look at your arms. Like, look at your legs and this and this, whatever. And they were like, dude, you could really be something in the bodybuilding world and i was like you know what's bodybuilding and uh you know they started telling me about bodybuilding and competing and doing this and doing that and uh you know talked to one of my buddies there and had a chat with him on the phone one time and um uh went ahead and decided just to jump on you know some uh i think it's uh, uh susana yeah i jumped on susana and uh Enerdrol. yeah and uh, he's like you know this is all you need man and just do this do that and uh you know, went over there and showed me how to do it. And, and they would do everything for me at that point. Yeah. And, uh, and my weight was just going up and up and up. And at no point I was 270, then I was 280. And I would just keep saying the scale and back, but I would, I was eating like shit, man. I was eating anything and everything I get my hands on, but it was literally just good. That was the other thing I wanted to say. I'm sorry. I, I actually forgot yeah. about it. When you said, yeah. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to, express that point that you said about when you were first growing because i think i yep. get a lot of dms from guys who are just starting yep. and they hear you know they hear me and the guys talk on the podcast and these guys on the podcast like ian and james and roman yep. they're very very perfect with their diet yep. and, I, and i don't think that's bad i think it's a good thing right i just i like having guys like you on that can tell the story from when they started because a lot of yep. guys they get so caught up trying to get everything perfect that yep. they forget to just fucking eat yeah. Because because I did the hungry man dinner thing too. Yeah. I, I would like go get a hungry man dinner that had like a little shitty steak in it, and I was like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is a good steak. Yeah, it was good too. With the yeah, mashed potatoes and corn. Yeah, <laughs> that was the shittiest mashed potatoes and corn ever, <laughs> yeah. but it tastes good for some reason. So I do too, but yeah. <laughs> but 
man, I remember eating like powdered potatoes, like the way you'd make the mashed, right. pota- mashed potatoes out yeah. of it. Yep. So I'm not saying that's a good thing to do if you can afford it or whatever. I just, yep. I wanted to express that point because I think people get too stuck trying to be perfect and they right. forget, forget to enjoy what they're doing and just eat and just grow right. and just try. Right. So I just, I wanted yep. to go back and emphasize that point a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, at, at that point, and if I could take it back, I mean, what I have went back and did it with structure or stuff like that, probably not because it, it taught me in regards to like what you just said, you know, just eating. And I even learned that, like I said, when I was natural, because when I went from 180 to 240, I was eating, eating, eating. And I, and I didn't even get sloppy at that point. You know, I yeah. was just uh, put on some decent tissue and my strength went up and, you know, put on some good mass, you know, without getting fat. Because um, one thing I noticed as well, too, and my buddy even told me this, like, if you're eating a lot of the food and you're training heavy and hard, like, it'll go in the right places. And it actually did, you know, because yeah, yeah. I was able to, you know, put on some good size tissue and the whole nine. But when I jumped on, you know, um, you know, some sauce and stuff like that, you know, my weight was going up and size was going up, strength was going up. I mean, back then, I remember mean, I was, I was benching like 20 years old. I was benching like 500 pounds for like four to six reps, you know? Crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, but, but was there, was you know, there, let me ask you this because this is, I feel like is lost on this, mm-hmm. on the youngest generation now because they're trying to be so perfect. Yeah. To me, when I started, there was just a lot of fun involved. Yeah. Like my eating wasn't so perfect, but I was having a lot of fun. Like yeah. I wasn't get, I didn't get sloppy fat. I, I mean, I got chubby, but like, right. I just enjoyed what I was doing. I wasn't so worried about like, got to make sure my macros are dead on and got to make sure yep. like, you know, it's just, sometimes I feel yeah, like, the, I, I feel like the fun is lost sometimes. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know shit about macros back then. And even whenever I started working with a coach to, uh, Competing my first show back then, we still did macros. I remember, like, it was still just, uh, you know, uh, I remember breakfast back then for my prep was like four waffles with peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay, well, you know? we gotta we gotta actually express this point too. You have okay. crazy genetics, so even yeah. though you're a natural, it probably you probably got away with a little bit more than the average person could get away with. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, even so- you know. In all season, I was, you know, my workout partner, he's like, hey, every every day before you work out, and I got so tired of burgers, man, but I would go to Whataburger and get a double meat with cheese and bacon uh, every pre-workout. I would have thrown up every, I can't yeah. stomach that kind of shit pre-workout. That's really? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I remember sitting in a parking lot <laughs> and just, just getting that burger down every pre-workout, man. But he told me, hey, that was on the way. And I listened, you know, because I was yeah. just like, you know, I was coachable and I wanted to listen. I wanted to grow and I wanted to get better. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, I learned a lot, but it's like yeah. I learned a lot of shit of what not to do as well, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's important, but, too, uh, though. That's important. Yeah, too. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I agree with you as far as it goes. Like, I didn't, we didn't, you know, I wasn't, I was weighing food back then. Um, I remember whenever I did my first show, whenever I won to Ronnie Coleman um, as an amateur, hell, I didn't weigh food at that point. You know, I was just told just uh, what to eat for each meal and just eat as much as you can. <laughs> You know, and if it was clean food, whether it was breakfast when it came to the oatmeal or the egg whites or whatever case, just eat until you're full. And if the next meal was chicken and uh, rice or with greens, eat as much as you can. And that's what I did. Like, did you get shredded? That was a if you go that that picture that you pulled up where it's like the um, before and after. Yeah, the before and after when I first started. Right here. Uh, Let me share it one sec. This photo. That one right there, yeah. Yeah, you're in great was, shape. Uh, this was eating whatever yeah. you wanted. <laughs> That's eating however much. Well, I however, however much point. volume. Sorry, not not whatever you wanted. Yeah. However. Yeah. 
hell, I even looked at that and I was just like, man, I had the I had the best hamstrings and glutes at that point back then. So I was just like, man, maybe I should go back to doing that. I was shit, just gonna but... say you should go back to this diet. <laughs> 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 um, so. No, I want to ask you. So, okay, so you knew nothing about bodybuilding. So we'll fast forward a bit. Did you go watch a show and then decide you want to do oh, it, yeah. or how did you decide yeah. to do your first show? Uh, yeah, my buddy took me to. Uh, I think it's when they had nationals down here in Dallas, and he took me to a bodybuilding show. I was blown away. Um, and I remember he pointed out a guy to me and he said, Hey, see that guy right there? Like he's, he's going to win the whole show. And he had on this jumpsuit and he looked like nothing under the clothes. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that guy's small. Like I'm bigger than him. Like, look at me. Like I could go size that guy up, man. Like, what is that? <laughs> and, uh, he's like, okay, just, just wait, man. Yeah. And, uh, he got up on stage and, um, my buddy Tommy said, Hey, you know, that guy, you say you can size up. That's him on stage. I turned to look and I was like, Holy fuck, man. Like yeah. what the hell? And it was uh, Chris Cook and oh, uh, shit. yeah 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 i remember and, uh, Chris. He won. yeah and uh he won and i don't know if that was nationals i don't know if it's pro show but maybe it was nationals or that's when he went pro or something maybe but yeah he was a uh, look phenomenal man and i was just at that point man i was i was hooked you know because i was just like um this guy looks incredible he you know just uh the look his aesthetics you know the way he posed the whole nine and yeah at that point i was just like yeah like i want to be a were you hooked because you loved the physique or was there also part of it that you were like, maybe I can make this a career or where did the career part come into play? Was it later on? Or like, did you think about that from the beginning? I never thought about it when I first started, I'll take you even back when I first started competing. Cause I, I did my actual first show. So that pick that you just did was actually my second show. Okay. I did a first show before that, maybe four years prior to that. It was a Lone Star Prince Harrison show. And uh, that's when I was on that diet with the waffles and, and eating this and eating that and um i remember back then i was told not to uh don't eat any salt no seasoning or nothing like that and yeah that i remember yeah i remember doing that and i was living at home with my parents as well too and I, my mom would always come you know downstairs and be like oh my gosh you're cooking that stinky uh um turkey fish. breast again or I that fish again or whatever you're smoking up my house or whatever yeah. and i was just you know and i was making them miserable and I wasn't happy, but my first show I did was a Lone Star in a place, I want to say third, um, yeah. and I fucking hated it. I was like, I'll never do this shit again. Like, I'm not putting these trucks on. This was the worst time ever in my life. Like, yeah. this was yeah. just pure torture, and and that was it. And um, it wasn't until years later, because after that, I just went back to being a big guy, strong, lifting heavy, yeah. and just being that guy, you know, going to shows and watching buddies compete, but never really having the desire to want to compete. But yeah. It's actually an emotional thing that really made me want to compete because I I went and um, it was years later, got into a relationship. Uh, we had a baby boy and he was born with a heart condition. He was born with a hypoplastic left heart central. So he had to have open heart surgery the day after he was born. Um, did good. Had to start having complications at around like six, seven months and uh, took a turn for the worse. And he was uh, put on a, a list to be uh, for a... Um, heart transplant it was denied and he just went downhill after that but you know for every good thing that was taking place something else would happen bad you know his this would happen good and then his kidneys would get affected or this would happen good with this body part and this would decrease so long story short he ended up passing away he passed away in 10 months Sorry to hear and that, i appreciate it so at that point you know after everything was said and done your funeral and stuff like that you know it was just one of those points and i and and this is I'm a big believer that I feel like a lot of successful people have stories and they, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, some people are, 
you know, I'm not saying necessarily saying hand of success, but you know, for the ones that really have, have had to go through some stuff and see some things and stuff like that, and really had every reason to give up, you know, and still found a way to be successful or push through like, man, like you have my respect 100%. Yeah. Uh, cause I was at that place, you know, I didn't know what to do. Uh, all I knew was that I was angry and I was, I was hurt. Um, I didn't, I didn't really know how to talk about it or who to talk about it with. You know, I don't want to call my parents cause you know, my mom would break down. I don't want to talk to my dad. I don't want to talk to, um, that my, my, my son's mother, which I, she was kind of my outlet at the time, you know, when that stuff happened, but I just knew that. I needed to I needed to do something because at one point I, I did take a turn for the worse. I started, you know, getting in trouble, start, you know, going out, start getting into fights, you know, and I just kind of reflected. And uh and I'll say this, I mean, it was one point I got in a fight, I went to jail yeah. and uh, you know, I never went to prison or nothing like that, but I was in jail and I just remember thinking like, man, like, you how know, long? my son, yeah, like how, he, how long were you in jail? It was like overnight. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah I did one overnight. I did one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just overnight. Okay. no big deal <laughs> oh yeah all it takes is one night too it's like man i never want to yeah. come back here yeah um and uh but i just remember reflecting and just thinking and even you know my lawyer at the time which is still a good friend of mine was just like joe like what are you doing like you know like come like come on this is not you or whatever the case is and and i just remember thinking like you know my son wouldn't be proud of me like look where i'm at i'm in this jail cell and i'm doing stupid stuff and stuff like that and it's just like like you know this is this is not it's not it yeah. And I remember I was working um, and um, I went to the gym the next day and I went up to a guy at the gym that I knew was a trainer there. His name was actually Herman Steele. Uh, he trained at the gym out there called Strouds and uh, went and sat with him and talked to him. And we just had a hard, hard conversation. He knew about, you know, what it took place and stuff like that. And he told me straight up, he was like, man, like, use it. Like, yeah. like this whole prep, use it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And that's what I did, man. Like we, you know, we got in that gym and like the next week we were just balls to the wall, man. And it was, uh, whatever he asked me to do, I did it. And I remember just at that point, like my whole thing was just like, you know, I don't care. I mean, he can ask me to eat fish six meals a day and that it's crazy too. Cause he actually did the last two yeah. weeks prior yeah. to the show. And I just did it, man. It was just like, I was just like tunnel vision. And that was, you know, I went to that show and I really, I won that show. That's amateur. Um, and uh, people are always tell me like, oh, man, you should have done open and, you know, you could have done this, you could have done that, whatever the case is. But Herman always told me like, hey, let's do it the right way. Start off as small as then your next show, do open. Then your next show, go to nationals or, you know, a, a pro qualifier, whatever the case is, do it like that. Yeah. We're going to do it the right way. Yeah. And I did that. So, you know, when that took place, I, I would just say to where that's that's just where I still preach to the day to where it's just like, you know, when I prep for that show, it was like no distractions. If you got in my way you were gone. If, um, you know, if, if, if you stressed or something from the outside took place, whatever the case is, it didn't exist. I mean, that's, that's the way I was most successful. And, and I'm not gonna lie to you. you still, you know, when I, when I do these pro shows now, it's like, uh, I'm not gonna say I've struggled with it, but it's like, I've allowed, you know, other things, other things to you know. appear. Yeah. But I have, exactly. to ask you, I have to ask you this because it seems like you had a purpose because of what happened with your son. Yep. And it's almost like it's out of your hands, I want to say. And the reason I say mm -hmm. that is because my father passed away before my pro debut. Oh, man. Uh, it was like the, yeah, this is like 2006. So I, I'm okay yep. now. But yep. it was like, I think I had started prepping just two weeks before. Yep. And 
he passed away and I was back in the gym the next day, but it was different. Something was yep. different. And right. that, that was one of my best preps to date. Mm-hmm. And honestly, probably one of my best looks to date. Yep. I don't, I don't really have too many photos of that show, but it's almost like there's a, it's weird. I don't want to say higher purpose in like a, a, mm-hmm. a fluffy kind of way. I don't want to say like my yep. dad was watching me or whatever, like, right. I don't know about all that, but your brain is set a different way, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yep. Like, you're kind of doing it for a different reason other than like your uh, normal selfish reason. 100%. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I remember dedicating that show. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, still to this, um, I mean, still to this day, which, um, you know, because even that show where I did um, the first show as amateur Ronnie Coleman, I mean, I, I, matter of fact, I remember Chris Bumstead. Uh, uh, saying this uh, prior to his Olympia, last Olympia win, I believe. But um, when I hear stories like this, it's like, I don't understand what they feel, but I understand how I felt. And I understand how I feel at certain times where you put your all into it. And yeah. when it's time for that moment, it's just like, you have to let it out. So sure. I remember every show for a while, like after every prep, I would take a shower and I would just like let it, I would just cry, man. Cause it was just like, you're yeah. just so exhausted from stuff that happened during prep or whatever and it's like and it's not it's not that you're sad or nothing like that but it's just like now you can just like release all that stuff and i yeah. remember doing that before the ronnie coleman show when i did it and i just remember being in the shower like the night before before i went to go get spray tan and just crying all that stuff and then i remember going to the next show same thing then going to the next show the same thing so that's, that's even what i said when uh I did north americans while well, i was so just upset because i just remember putting everything into that show as well too and it didn't, you know, pan out the way I wanted it to, of course. Uh, but it's literally just been, you know, one of those things to where it's just like, you know, obviously, you know, as well, too. Like, when you put everything into it and and when you're successful, and then when you put everything into it, and then, of course, when you're not successful, obviously, it's two different mindsets, yeah. two different feelings. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's just one of those things, man. But, you know, now, you know... It's like, why did I start bodybuilding? I mean, that's that's definitely why, because even when I started bodybuilding, I, I made a dedication, you know, to my son. I was saying, I'm not going to stop bodybuilding until I go, uh, well, excuse me. I, I told, I made a dedication to my son. I said, I'm going to do bodybuilding and I'm going to go pro and I'm going to do it for my son. And when I went pro, um, I said, I'm not going to stop bodybuilding until I become a top Olympian competitor. And I'm still there at this point. And, um, you know, it's crazy too, because I went to the seminar a couple of weeks ago and I heard just some really good stories just from, you know, competitors, and um, and I actually haven't even told her this yet, but uh, I remember Sheila Sheila Brown uh, stood up and started talking about some stuff, and you know, as and we're not getting any younger as far as it goes. I just turned thirty eight, March nineteenth, yeah. and um, you know, you kind of start thinking like, oh, you know, this and this, and you know, age this, age that, whatever the case is. But it was hearing Sheila say, you know, she didn't win her first show, and even hearing you know stories about Ronnie and stuff yeah. like that, and. You know, and Sean Roden, rest in peace, you know, when he won his first Olympia. Um, but just knowing, you know, and Brandon Curry, another one, you know, yeah. with, with some of these guys to where, you know, when you hit your mark and, and know that about it, I have not hit my mark in a long time. And, you know, and it's something that obviously, you know, I've, I've, I've been criticized about in regards to, you know, holding the size and being this guy, whatever the case is. And obviously I hear it all the time. If I just hit that mark, come in peeled and come in this and come in that like it's it's there and um you know and i can tell you just straight up i can tell you show after show after show where things fucked up and 100 yeah, yeah. i take accountability and it's me yeah. you know and uh but we say it all the time i know i say it all the time where hey this next show it's uh you know it's it's going to be xyz 
And all of y'all can say at this point, it's just like, yeah, outside things do happen. You know, outside things do take place. But it's, it's just one of those things that what I've learned, the, the key to success, you know, whether it's bodybuilding or whether it's your career or whatever the case is, it's just like, man, surround yourself with good people. That's all I can yeah. say. Just, just yeah. surround yourself with, you know, good people that just have good intentions, you know, and, and just, you know, obviously you want to see them succeed. And when you're around good people, you want to see them do great and they want to see you do great. Yeah. And, and it's like, if there's any gray area to that to where you're unsure or uneasy or you don't know whatever the case is it's just like man i, I will just you know because i'm you know mentor to my nephew about this like if there's any doubt or uncertainty when it comes to your circle of people they just get rid of it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just it'll, it'll save yourself a lot of time it'll save yourself a lot of headache it'll save yourself a lot of misery and it it'll it'll definitely you know be very good in regards to you know getting to that goal of where you want to get to as well too so you know going into it this year with this prep, you know, I'm feeling good. I know I've got interviews before in regards to going into a prep, and I've, you know, said the same thing, probably sound like a recorder at this point with some of the stuff I've said in the past, but I'm just, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, I hate being a talker, man. I hate, I hate yeah. just talking about something and not following through. And uh, so at this point, it's just like, I'm going to talk less and, and just show more, Wait, especially going to teach prep. Absolutely. Texas, we'll see. But listen, before, yeah. I know your battery's going to die. So before you go, the main reason I want to get you on the podcast is not your deadlift because I don't care about your deadlift. <laughs> not that I, I don't care. I care more about, I, know. I, I do care. It's actually very impressive, but Absolutely. it's the car shit. And, I, oh, and I yeah. people on the podcast know this about me. I'm a car freak. Yep. So oh, this yeah. is your yeah, S63 AMG yep. with 900 horsepower. <laughs> no, not yet. Shit, I wish. Not oh, yet. I'm it's reading rough. this. However, the goal is to have internet. So, what do you have here? Let me see. I think there's a better picture of it here somewhere. There it yeah. is. Yep. Okay. So, what what do you do for a living outside of bodybuilding, or is it just bodybuilding coaching, personal training? Like, what is it? Yeah. So, I have a I partnered up with a company years ago, um, and I, I was in the medical field for a while doing medical sales, and uh, oh, I was awesome. fortunate enough. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to. Uh, yeah. No idea. No idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was fortunate enough to, uh, you know, be at the right place, right time to partner up with a medical imaging facility. So yeah. if any of you guys ever need anything in regards to MRIs or pain management or anything like that, we have a facility over there in Plano. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Go on now. Next yeah. time I'm in Texas. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and as of right now, you know, I do, uh, I work with people one-on-one and I've kind of do my one-on-one training where it's a lot more exclusive. So, yeah. um, you know, I do, a. I do a minimum requirement when it comes to working with me one-on-one and, and I'll, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I work with more of a, uh, uh, executive, mean, executive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I'll work with about anywhere from about six to eight different people. And, you know, each client is required to pay, you know, anywhere from a four to six month minimum at, you know, X amount per session and sure. paid in full. Yeah. So it's kind of a consistent basis. And then I have my online business as well too, where I do a virtual online training. Good. And that, and that's even another thing, even with, um, with doing these uh these lifts and and marketing you know when it comes to a lot of stuff when it comes to social media these days it's like you don't you don't even have to do or try i'm not gonna say try but these things that came so natural when it came to let's say my online business and a marketing perspective like when that deadlift went viral yeah uh on sports center and on tiktok and stuff like that like it literally doubled my business yeah. um yeah yeah so yeah, well that's like, a nice thing about doing something crazy like that is you don't have to sell yourself people are like hey 
teach yep. me how to teach me how to do that and there you go yeah kind of like how it works 100 so and uh i want to go back to the car real quick before we okay. go on all right so when did you get this i got that uh when did i get that it was, uh, was it this year thank you I, you know what i've, I've enjoyed I've, I've wanted this car for a while now so i got this uh i want to say at the end of uh what are we in march right now so i got this probably around like i believe december november or december of last year do you get sick of cars quickly or no i do uh so how long are you gonna have <laughs> you're like me you're like it sounds like you're a lot like me how long are you gonna have this car for Dude, I'm, I'm, it's crazy because I'm already like on the limbo of like, am I going to keep it? Am I going <laughs> to? <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. This is what it looked like when you started. Yeah, that's original. And I'm it's actually good. Uh, it's amazing yeah, what a set, it. a set of rooms can do. Yeah, but you know what? I put the original wheels back on there because um, I put the stock wheels back on there because those those um, aftermarket wheels are they're super heavy. They're weighing the car down, yeah. and it just gave the the ride a different ride, especially for this car. You know, slow down smooth, and honestly, it slowed it down a lot too. So I was just like, let me put the original wheels back on there, and I took those aftermarket wheels off. So, um, but I, you know, I remember the first time. Yeah, I got the car, took it to the shop, and you know, put a tune on it. And and these, you know, Mercedes, they're they're so easy to make power, and it's such a it's such a fun car, man. This this thing is such a heavy boat, but it embarrasses the shit out of so many cars, and it's so damn funny. <laughs> so it's like, what's well, zero zero to sixty on that car is like three point five or something? Is it something stupid? It, it's pretty quick, man. It yeah. even has like launch control on it. Uh, yeah. It even has um, uh, launch control on it, and you know, I put a tune on it. I put uh, some downpipes on there. You know, you can put methanol on this car, and it's very easy to get this car over you know eight hundred. And I honestly. The plans I have, if I keep it for long term, you know, obviously I want to upgrade the turbos, put some bigger turbos on there, put a the blow off valve on there. I want it to sound cool. You're gonna do, it's... you're gonna do the same shit I do. You're gonna do all this shit to it, and <laughs> then, then you're, gonna like, it. And you're gonna be like, oh, I'm done. Time to get, time to move on. <laughs> what That's is this? the same thing? <laughs> oh, you got this. Uh, you got this CTS here. Yeah. Well, this, same thing with that your, car. Is this your previous car? That's my pre. I did everything. So it's funny because I bought that car stock and I was supposed to leave it alone. And next thing i know i'm putting a pulleys on it i put in um you know bigger blower on there i put a cam on there changed out the heads i put methanol on it i put an ice oh, tank in there it's a thousand uh, horsepower this car yeah on nitrous yeah, i made um it made a thousand i made a thousand sixty on nitrous and on did blower. you ever did you ever take it to a quarter mile no i always did it on the street so i was just always just you know <laughs> i don't think you're but supposed to you know say what? that it's, it's funny because it's um i had I had plans for that car because I remember I was racing that car. I was on the freeway and the skyline pulled up next to me and he wanted to run. And so, um, and uh, we we took off, did like a 60 hit. I don't know what happened, but uh, if I over revved it or whatever cases, because you have the pedal shifters on there so I could, you know, yeah. take it myself and manually shift it whenever I want to shift it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, that car at that point, I think it was making like close to, I think it was like 750, 760 horsepower just on motor and blower only. Yeah, and um, I blew the motor, and I was oh. on the freeway, and I blew the motor, and it just, just, just went into smoke, whatever. And um, pulled you don't, over. You don't only lose the race, but you also get embarrassed because you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I was embarrassed. I was, I was, I was embarrassed. <laughs> it was like it, it was like a car was on fire. It was like bad. Oh, so no. Um, and it's crazy. It's oil all over the freeway and the whole nine. I pulled over into this shopping center and then called a tow truck, called my buddy to come up there, and and um, it's funny because. Um, you know, when I blew it, I was, I wasn't really mad. I was just kind of like laughing a little bit. And I was like, well, shit, I had already planned on putting another motor in this thing anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And <laughs> I remember it was like the tow truck hadn't even arrived yet. And I called my engine builder and I was like, hey, man, like I need a motor ASAP. And uh, he was like, yeah, what happened? I said, dude, I just blew my motor. I'm like, do you have one ready? When can you get ready? Now you're probably like this as well, too. Like, I, I'm super impatient. I hate waiting. Oh, my God. Uh, it's the yeah. most impulsive person on earth. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we, we're, we're just like, yeah. I can't tell. So, yeah. and, I, and I was like, he was like, well, I have one that's for your car. He's like, but it's a customer's. And I was like, it's customer's. I said, uh, I said, dude, uh, just keep calling and tell them, like, something happened. And just let me buy that one and tell the customer, like, it's going to be delayed. And he's like, Fine, Joe, I'll do it. And um, <laughs> took, took somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah, sure enough, I picked the motor up the next day and um, took it to the shop. And and but it when you we obviously you know when you blow a motor, it creates so much destruction. And yeah, I had messed so much stuff up, and that car took forever to get ready. But we put the new motor in and added the nitrous to it and put an ice tank on there with methanol, and it, and it just became a complete race car. It was so aggressive and so damn loud and it well, just that's the, uh, that's the nice thing about the mercedes is you have all the yeah. power but it's also comfortable as fuck yeah exactly it's, yeah it's, i've been looking at it, getting uh we're looking at m5s and m8s yep. and i don't know i kind of like uh, i like muscle i like muscle cars too they ruined the gt500 because they took the manual uh -huh. out of it yep they yep, ruined the yep. corvette because they took the manual out of it but i'm waiting for the z06 is what i really want Dude, I I know you had the C7Z, didn't you? Yeah, the Z, I had the C7Z. I've, I've, I've actually been I've actually been getting that itch to get a C7Z automatic and want to put a F1X on there and just do a C7Z if I get why rid of the, the. Why don't you get the C8Z? I don't I don't I'm not a fan of them. Really? Even the Z06, the Stingray, eh? But the Z06 is nice. No, they they're nice, but for one day I don't I don't know if you'll fit. I don't know if. Well, I'll I fit, fit in the I fit in the C7. It's probably the same the size. The C7 is way bigger. Is it? Yeah, that's the eight. Um, you know the um, Brian, the one that owns. But I'm uh, I'm downsizing though. I'm like two. I'm, only two, I'm two sixty now. I could fit probably. No, you're still not gonna fit that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this thing. That's a fucking beauty. That well, is nice. But I, but you but that's again. I mean, you say you like muscle, and there and that the this this build on these um, because aren't what are they? Are these V8 twin turbos on the C on the on the uh, C8 CZs? No, it's it's supercharged. Okay. See. I just I don't know because even the CA set out right now it's like I'm, obviously I'm not a fan of those too much. Yeah. Um. You know I've, I've seen my buddies have them. I've seen them do builds on them. I mean those because the CA are I haven't even done a lot of research in, but I believe the CA I know those are turbo cars, mid engine and stuff like that. I, like, I could I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Like, look into it here. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, I think it is. I think you're right, man. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Extreme Turbo Systems YouTube channel, the C8 question equipped with this, uh, the shop's twin turbo kit. Yeah. Uh, so it's a. Um, wait, this C8. might be different. Wait. Supercharge. Oh, okay, it's a V8. Seal uh, 6 twin turbo V8. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Natural acid. So, yeah. So that's, okay, so that's going to sound pretty rowdy. And. Um, yeah, I would have. I'm gonna have to see one, you know, cammed out. I'm, I know you're like me as well too. Like, if I get a car like that, I'm gonna have to put a cam on it, put a decent exhaust on it, of course, too, and start wait, from there. Wait a minute, I think we're both wrong. Uh, it's naturally, see. it's naturally aspirated, which is what I remember oh. hearing actually. Huh. So there's no turbo charge, no turbo or supercharged charger. But huh? Okay, I'm gonna have to look into this more, Dan. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna have to look too. All I know is but, it looks fucking awesome, I'll, and I want one. 
I would <laughs> I would tell you this though. If you because before I got this S63, I was thinking about doing that M8 as well, too. The two-door or the four-door. Yeah. That is a sexy car and it's a very quick car. And yeah. I will say this. After since I had this S63, I have embarrassed so many cars. Like I was, you know, I had a um my buddy has a 700 horsepower Whipple Camaro. And we went on the freeway. And this S63 is a all-wheel drive as well, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nice. um, and I won't give you detail by detail, but walked away from it. This is yeah, 700 yeah. horsepower with a, with a car. Yeah. Uh, I beat, you know, 5.0s all day long, SS Camaros. Um, I think my greatest accomplishment was when I raced a, uh, the new GT500. I was coming home. It's late at night. Yeah. Uh, pulls up next to me. Orange. Had dealer tags on it. Cobra. And, yeah. um starts jumping at me i'm like what are you jumping at me for like you know <laughs> <laughs> you know like nothing, nothing about this car shows that it's a race car whatever but he starts jumping at me we have open freeway and uh and i downshift and i took off and i he took off as well too and we were neck and neck yeah. until about 165 and about 170 he slowly starts kind of pulling away from me but yeah you know when when you see that it's just like bodybuilding it's like dude you see the potential and it's just like dude this car has so much potential yeah. like i just almost walked the cobra yeah, yeah, and a yeah. four-door yeah. AMG Mercedes. So if you decide to get that M8, I would say if you get it, dude, you're, you're going to realize like the muscle and, you know, the Mercedes and the BMW, they're two different platforms and it's super yeah. easy for them to make power with those things. All it takes is tune, uh, downpipes, yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not well, pretty sure about, you know, BMWs, but it's, it's, you can make some really good power really easy, really quick. I almost bought a Audi RS7. Yeah. Like, like, uh, Two months ago, two months ago. Yep. Right. I was in the shop and I was in the dealership and everything. I was just about to get it. Yeah. And apparently somebody had bought it like the day before. So it was sitting oh, yeah. there. It didn't have a sold sign on it yet. So I thought it was still right. there. But those two also, you can boost from like 600 oh, yeah. to 800 like that with like nothing. Absolutely. But yeah. I learned my, I learned my lesson. I had a, I had a Mustang. I had a super snake, um, yep. like a 2012. And I yep. learned my lesson from that, man. They did so much shit to it. I felt like it was just mm -hmm. always in the shop. Yeah, that, that's why I bought the C7 Z06. I just wanted something fast that right. I didn't have to do nothing to. Yep. So, do you still have the C7 right now? No, I got rid of it. I'm driving a TRX and an Escalade right now. I got the, okay. the, yeah, the, yeah, for the sure. new one. I'm probably going to trade the TRX for, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to trade. I need to, I want something for the summer. I want something kind of fun for the yeah. summer. You're, you're just like, yeah, you're, we're just like, I'm, I'm like that too. It's like, <laughs> it, it's getting hot. It's getting a nice summer. And, and you know, it's no better feeling, man, than going to your garage and, and firing a car up and hearing that cam or hearing the exhaust and rolling the windows down, whether you're going up the street to get something to eat or whether you're going to dinner yeah. or whatever the case is. And it's, it's beautiful outside, dude. It's, yeah. it's a great feeling having that, you know, just that just behind I, you like that as far as it goes. So I thought I would like, have this, I thought I would have the same feeling with the TRX cause it's fast. Like yeah. I get, I've blown away a bunch of fucking cars with the TRX. Oh yeah. Right. And I'm like, I thought it would feel cool. I'm like 6,000 pound truck fucking blows yeah. away sports cars. But it's just not the same feeling. Like there's something no. about a sports car that fucking feels. It crazy. is, man. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, to be honest, what I really, the desire that I really want, which I know that I'm definitely going to have to downsize when I get to that point or whatever the case is. But I mean, I want, I want something stupid fast in the future. And obviously what's stupid, it's what's stupid fast. If you had to say, like, if I had to pick one, what's stupid uh, fast? I'm talking about like, cause good friends would have got a uh, Calvo motorsports who builds the Vipers and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Or there's a place out here that does, um, the Lambo stuff like that, that was performance, but it'll either be a twin turbo Lambo or twin turbo, um, uh, uh, kind of thing, a Viper, um, shoot, um, uh, the Viper with the wing. I don't know what, why the hell can I think about it? 
ACR, ACR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vibra ACR, but I'm talking about twin turbo, and that's you know it's going to be crazy. But I'm super power because a guy out here, his name is Will Dugas. He has one, probably the fastest Viper in the nation, I would say, yeah. or Street Viper. His car makes over three thousand horsepower, and it's um, it See, is. That's why I want to move to Texas, man. You guys got all the cool shit down there. It's insane. Yeah, if you, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll send you his page. You'll see that car, and yeah. it'll, you'll just shake your head, man. It's it's literally. And I rode in my buddies. Uh, it wasn't Will's car, but it was my other buddies. Uh, Eric, who has a touring Tobin Viper, Calvo built it, and that car makes like twenty eight hundred horsepower. And we we did a hit in that car. It the, I don't even know how to explain. I don't even it. know what twenty eight hundred power horsepower feels like. Is it's like it must be like a jet? Like what the fuck absolutely stupid. I mean, it's yeah. just like, I mean, it's literally like yeah. If you put a dollar on the dash and you try to grab it like the g-force on that on that power <laughs> is way. Yeah. insane and it, it didn't freak yeah. me out because that was like things were coming up so fast and i was like hitting i was like dude dude okay 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 like that's enough yeah. and um it was it, i mean obviously it's a completely different feeling probably driving it but being in that faster seat and feeling that power man it's it's fucking unheard of you can't fit in that car because i remember i i sat in a, uh-huh. a it was just a viper srt it wasn't acr i think it was just like yep. one of those stock ones or whatever but right i, I couldn't close the door Oh yeah, like dude, trying, to, a... trying to close it. Your battery's gonna die. Eh? We... I'm at six percent. I was just making sure it didn't hang up. We've gone, we've gone way over anyway. We're talking, we're just blab, <laughs> blabbing about cars now, so this is kind of way off. <laughs> probably talking about cars for another hour. Hell um, yeah. Listen, Joe, I appreciate you coming on, man. Is there anything you want to plug or promote or anything before we like sign off for today? Yeah, obviously, I want to give a shout out to uh, Redcon. Uh, been with those guys and. Um, uh, you know, definitely give a shout out to guys, you know, guys over there at Destination, Michael, and, you know, a uh, good team of guys over there. And uh, like I said, we're getting ready for Texas Pro 900. Deadlift's going to be coming up here in a couple of weeks. I'll be done with deadlifts after that. And then it's just full-blown prep at that time. And, you know, probably just like you, it's like, actually, I enjoy doing press because it's more, you know, that tunnel vision and just, um, you know, just it, prep. You know, you see it all the time when it comes to prep and it's like, oh, like, you know, I'm tired. I'm this and this. Like, I don't really have a prep to where I don't necessarily enjoy. I enjoy preps, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's our decision, That's you right. know, and I do believe in that all the time in regards like, yeah, you know, don't need to make other people around us or family or friends miserable because we're prepping. It should be something we enjoy. Yeah. And I, and it is still a goal. It will continue to be a goal. You know, if, you know, Lord says the same, of course, in regards to uh, doing this competition, doing well, of course, and the goal is still the same right now to be a taco pinner at the Olympia and that's what we're going for. So yeah. not going to stop. That's awesome, man. Listen, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on and I always like learning about, uh, interesting people. So it was a good conversation. I had fun. Absolutely. Um, maybe we'll get you on as you get closer to the show. Yep. We'll see how your prep's going. See how the, yep. uh, everything's looking for Texas. Yep. We'll talk more then. It sounds great, man. I appreciate you having me on. Okay, brother. Thanks a lot for coming on. We'll talk soon. Thanks, brother. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.